Dad, I have a question. What is this bag? Hey, everybody. I'm Luke. I'm Spencer. And on today's episode of Dad, I have a question, we're going to be talking about SPACs. So I've heard the term SPAC a lot in the media lately. Uh, You recently started your own SPAC, uh, and you've talked to me a little bit about it, but I thought it would be a really good topic to use on the podcast today uh, and teach me a little bit more about it and teach others more about it. Cool. Okay. Um, So SPAC, do you know what SPAC stands for? S-P-A-C? Um, you said that it was a special purpose acquisition company. Perfect. Yeah. Special purpose acquisition company. And sometimes people call it a blank check company, but yeah, special purpose acquisition company. So basically what it is, is it's when you take public and let's come back in a second to what that means. But when Mm -hmm. you take public sort of like a shell company, almost like a company that has no business, doesn't do anything. It doesn't really do anything. Exactly. No business operations. Okay. Right. And then that company is publicly traded. On the stock market. On the stock market, exactly. And people can buy or sell its shares, just like you could buy or sell the shares of Microsoft or and Apple. We can talk later about why they would buy those shares. But to be clear, they're not buying shares of like a sandwich business. They're buying shares of nothing, essentially. They know it's a SPAC, but they don't really know any... Like, the company itself is not doing anything. Correct, correct. And then this company, this publicly traded company, this SPAC, goes and finds a privately traded company, a privately held company, and it merges with it. So it's sort of like it buys the private company, but it's easier to think of it as they're merging. And when they merge, that private company... Now becomes public. Becomes public, exactly. So so if you think about the different kind of parties involved... Like how each situation, how each person in the situation wins, basically. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so let's first of all, let's think about... The private company, okay, that so, merges with this back to become public. When you've talked to me about this before, I use the example of Mod Pizza, just because that's sure. a place that we used to go a lot, and um, we usually use it for, like, business analogies. Yes, and it's a privately held company. I happen to be a small investor in it, but it's it's private. It's not on the stock market. Okay, so let's say Mod Pizza merges with a SPAC, mm-hmm. thereby going public through that SPAC merger. So Mod Pizza gets to go public, which is, if Mod Pizza would, were to go public by itself, it would take a lot of work and it would take far, far longer. So now Mod Pizza gets to be publicly traded on the stock market and all of the almost all the work that takes it public is done by the person who does the SPAC. Exactly, that's very, very well said. So the first reason why private companies merge into SPACs to go public through a SPAC merger is it saves them a lot of time. They can go public in a couple of weeks instead of a year or more. Right. Okay, another reason that, that they choose to do it this way is um, that uh, um, they can provide projections, okay? So what that means is when you, when you go public in a regular way, you're not allowed to tell potential investors like what you think your company is gonna do in terms of revenue or profit, say a year or two or three years in the future. But when you go public through a merger, you are allowed to give projections. So okay. you can tell your shareholders like more information about the company? Exactly. That's exactly right. Okay, so that's a second reason. Okay. And another, another reason is that sometimes the SPAC that they merge into has some sort of smart people that, are, that work at that SPAC or that are on the board of the SPAC. You want to be owned by somebody. You now become owned, but the people who own you are good business, are good at business people. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't quite say own you. I'd, I really think of it more like a merger. Like, you know, you, like Mod Pizza is going to merge into somebody's SPAC. But if I understand this right, you would, you would, if you were doing this SPAC and you'd say you got bought Mod Pizza as this SPAC, mm-hmm. you would now have control over Mod Pizza? 
Um, I think of it as you would own a, a small amount of it. Okay. But, but yeah, you, you, yes, you would sort of, you could potentially control it okay. through the board. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, so Mod Pizza in that example might benefit from the advice and mentorship and coaching that the SPAC management team or SPAC board provides, right? Okay. Um, so those are a couple of reasons why the private company sometimes chooses to merge into a SPAC. Okay. Right. Um, how about the, um, how about the SPAC itself? So, so the people that do the SPAC. Sometimes... So like if you were doing a SPAC, for example, you would have a lot of people on your team with you, but um, they're the advantages of you and your team by making the SPAC. We're yes. About now. Yes. So, so the management team of the SPAC, which would be like a couple people, usually, you know, two or three or four people, and then the board of directors of that SPAC. The reason that they're interested in, in doing this is why do you think what's the they advantage get to be they does that make them on the board of mod pizza exactly they end up owning basically they get paid in stock right and they end up owning a small piece of the private company that they merge with and they trust that you'll do a good job in choosing a good company to merge with uh you're getting ahead of yourself you're asked you're talking now about the public investors that that no no, no i'm stock. saying i'm saying that if the the people on the board of this back mm-hmm. are na- then once you merge become the people on the board of Mod Pizza, let's oh, say. Oh yes, yes. So I'm saying that they're a group of people who are trusting and helping you make a good deal so that they become on the so that they immediately get onto the board and have a lot of stock of a good company. Yes, that's right. That's right. Um, Let's back up a little bit, though, yes. because I think that for people who don't know as much about SPACs, it's getting a little bit confusing. Yeah. So like overarching like what is big picture okay so big picture um is uh in a spac um a a couple people who are usually called the sponsor group so they're like the the executives of the spac they take a company public it becomes publicly traded right and public market investors so that means like mutual funds or hedge funds or just other people that buy stocks in the stock market yeah anybody who it, buys or sells stock it, it could be anybody they buy shares of uh, of the comp- of this spac so you are so you're making a spac and so or let's say that because it's kind of confusing legally what if like i can't really like buy shares of your stock and it's like but let let's say that somebody else made a spac and you were to buy shares of that spec, mm-hmm. you don't know that they're getting, say, Mod Pizza yet. They can't even know that at this specific time. Correct. Um, but you're trusting that they're going to go out, kind of like the shareholders, you're trusting that they're going to go out and make a good deal so that you now have stock of Mod Pizza. Yes. So so I'll give you a specific example, okay? Sure. SPAC goes public, sells $300 million worth of shares in the IPO. So what happens is these these hedge funds and mutual funds, they they give the company they buy 300 million dollars worth of stock okay they now own the the stock of the spac yeah okay the 300 million dollars sits in the bank because the spac is not allowed to spend it it sits in the bank until such time as the spac finds a private company that it wants to buy like mud pizza like mud pizza okay the people that run the spac the board of directors the ceo the cfo those people that they call them the sponsors they would, in this example, maybe get $60 million, so about 20% of the ownership of the SPAC. So in other words, the people that put in the $300 million, they own, say, 80% of it. Right. And the executive team that does the work, they own, say, 20% of it, or, or $60 million in this example. Okay. Sure. So now, the SPAC goes out and finds a company to buy. And let's let's keep the math simple. Let's say it's it's just a... It's a, it, you know, they, they, they go to Mod Pizza and they say, we want to buy you for $300 million, okay? okay? Then they just give them the $300 million of cash that was sitting there in the bank. 
Right. And now, boom, they just merged with Mod Pizza. And now Mod Pizza And Mod public. Pizza's public. But what usually happens... Oh, and by the way, yeah. um, if you don't... If the person who's listening right now doesn't know what, like, public and private and stock market is, we have recorded an episode on the stock market and how stocks work, so you should go and listen to that also. Now, what usually happens is that the SPAC finds a bigger company than just the $300 million that they raised. So maybe they go find... $400 million. A, or a $2 billion company. Wow. Okay. okay. And but how can they afford it? Good question. They don't have $2 billion, right? They only have $300 million. Right. So what they do is they go get what's called a pipe, which means um, a private investment in public equity. Pipe. Okay. Okay. And what that means is that they go, when they go find, say, Mod Pizza, at that, at they, they say, Mod Pizza, we think you're worth $2 billion and we want to merge into you with two, for $2 billion. Okay. Yeah. Then they, they, at the same time, they go to some public market investor, maybe somebody that bought shares in the IPO, and say, hey, will you give us another $200 million? Basically, they get more money in addition to what they got in the IPO. And so now they have, say, $500 million, $300 million from the IPO and $200 million from the pipe. And what is IPO? Initial public offering. That's when the SPAC first raised the money. Okay? Yeah. So now they've got, say, $500 million of cash. They have $500 million of cash. And they say to Mod Pizza, okay, we owe you $2 billion, right? Yeah. So what they then do is they issue shares. So They make more shares? Yeah, they make more shares. And we talked about this concept before. So basically, after this merger, the Mod Pizza shareholders might, say, own 75% of the SPAC. The old SPAC shareholders might own 25% of the SPAC. Okay. And then the, you know, the sponsors, the people that put it together, would own a couple percent of the SPAC. So these, these SPACs, like when you read in the news that this SPAC raised $300 million or something like that, mm-hmm. a good rule of thumb is that they're going to go try to buy a company like three to say, three to, to six times bigger than that. Right. By getting money from other people. Exactly. At the time of what they call the D-SPAC, <laughs> which okay. is when the, the SPAC merger happens. Okay. So um, what, maybe it, do you have anything else? Because I have a couple things that we could, that we should talk about to wrap up. Well, well I want to make sure that, that you understand how, why each party benefits. Sure. Okay. So, so we, I can give I can give my thoughts. Go on. ahead. Yeah. Okay. So the person who's buying the shares of the mysterious SPAC that doesn't actually do anything. Yes. Like why the the first question is why investment. would someone why would someone who trades stocks on the stock market want to buy shares of a company that does nothing? Right. They're trusting that you're going to go out and make a good deal so that they now own shares of another big company. Exactly. Well said. Um, the the per- people on the board of your SPAC um, all are basically doing the same thing as the investors, trusting, helping, trusting you and helping that you're going to make a good deal so that they also own a piece of another company. Exactly. Um, the people you specifically, is who is doing, who's like the head of the SPAC, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. um, you want to go out and take a company public and now have ownership over that company because that company will make you money? Yeah, because I'll end up owning a piece of that company. Yeah, right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the It's pri- the same reason why you would buy a company, period. Exactly, exactly. Um, you're, but the reason that you're taking them public is because that's what gets the other company into it, say Mod Pizza, because Mod Pizza gets to go public like immediately almost. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead of going public in like a period of like way longer, like two years. Exactly. You know what's one a good way to think about it? As for for any listeners that know what how private equity firms work, that's like uh, what what that is. That's like a company that goes out and buys and sells other companies. Okay. Okay. So a private equity firm goes and raises a fund, and then they have all this money, and then they go buy and sell companies. A SPAC is basically like a one deal 
private equity fund because you can only do one deal. You only find one company to buy. But in but but the the investors in that one deal are the public market investors, basically the stock market. Right. Um, and otherwise, it works exactly like a like a fund, like a private equity fund. Okay. So to recap, mm-hmm. um, the SPAC. So the SPAC, a SPAC is basically not a mystery company, but a company that has no specific purpose except like doesn't do anything. It doesn't like make pizza or sandwiches or sell books or something. Mm-hmm. It's a company that only exists to buy another company, take it public so people can trade it on the stock market, and then boom, now that company's public and they own a piece of a good company. Exactly. Well said. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening.